Today we're flipping the script. We're going to interview Stephanie Wolf. She is a board certified physician's assistant. She is the CEO of the Nova Center, co-founder of Launch Medical, the company behind the Phoenix. And today, this is her story. Welcome to the show. How's it going? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's doing good. Good, 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 yeah. good. So uh, if you could just, for the audience, where did you study medicine at? Yeah, so I'm originally from Phoenix, Arizona, and um, I went to ASU, Arizona State University, for my undergraduate, where I received my Bachelor's of Life Sciences. And then from there, I went to, it's called Midwestern University, which is actually a DO program or osteopath um, program. There's a DO and then there's an MD. But at the DO program, they had what was called a PA program, which is a physician's assistant. And that's where I went to school. And believe it or not, it was in Glendale, Arizona. So imagine that. Here we are. Nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when you got out of school, where did you first start practicing medicine? Yep. So when I first got out of school, I was working for a plastic surgeon a dermatologist. It was a husband and wife duo. They were dual degrees, both MDs and then DDS. So they did a lot of reconstructive surgery, maxillofacial surgery, stuff like that. So with them, I did a lot of pre-op, post-op. I was first assist in the surgery room and did lasers and Botox and, you know, fun stuff like that. Yeah. So I worked with them for a couple of years and it was kind of during that time where I was kind of getting a little bored. You know, I, I knew that I had gone to PA school for a reason and that was to help people and I wasn't really feeling like I was helping people. So I actually started working for this clinic that was serving kind of like low income patients, patients who are on, you know, what you would call Medi-Cal here in California. And the reason why I did that is because I knew that these patients were, were sick and that they needed help. and I really wanted to help people, number one, and I wanted to learn. I really wanted to learn everything as much as I could. So I went and I worked for that practice probably for about four years. And I learned so much while I was there. I also became burnt out for sure. <laughs> You're seeing about 50 patients a day. It was, it was pretty crazy, um, wow. but, but it was good. It was good for me. So from there, um, you know, I went to a different family practice. Um, at that point in time, I had kids, and so I was just working a little bit less while I was being a mom. And then we moved to California. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm a PA, and I've been a PA since 2003. So I've been practicing for 18 years. We moved to California in 2009 because of the housing market. Arizona basically is founded on the housing market. So when it crashed, um, it was time for us to move. A lot of our patients were moving and my, my job was going away, believe it or not. We moved to California and I started working at the hospital in Glendale, actually. <laughs> Glendale. <laughs> Glendale, California. California, not Glendale, yeah. Arizona. Yeah. And, um, you know, I pretty much did the same thing that I had been doing all these other years in Arizona, seeing everything as young as, you know, babies to what I like to call my hundreds clubs. That That's what they called themselves. Mostly women, believe it or not, <laughs> were in my hundreds club. I don't think I had any men in the hundreds club. But I took care of patients as far as um, like pap smears and physicals, diabetes, blood pressure, 
You know, I'd see the teenage girls that come in to get on birth control, you know, things like that. So it was a wide range of patients. Definitely nothing like I was used to seeing in Arizona when I worked for that other clinic, but it was it was what I needed and it's it's what I loved doing. Right. So you're an expert in hormone optimization. Where did that start? Did that start at this hospital? You know, this is kind of what got interesting for me is throughout the years, I started noticing that these patients would come in to see me and I would ask them to tell me, you know, what medications they were on. And almost every single one of them would pull out their wallet or their purse and they would bring out this kind of like a a long piece of paper that looked basically like a scroll, like they could just, you know, shake it on the floor. And it would have their entire list of medications. And it was always 10 to 15 medications. You know, they would be on four different ones for their blood pressure, four different ones for their diabetes, two different ones for their cholesterol. Then of course they had acid reflux. Now they've got osteoporosis. Now they have chronic bronchitis. It's like, wait a minute, what happened here? You know, why are they on all these medications, number one? And number two, none of them felt any better being on all these medications. None of them had controlled blood pressure, none of them had controlled diabetes, and none of them were sleeping, none of them were having sex, none of them were actually enjoying their lives. And so it, I kind of took a step back and I was like, I actually feel like modern medicine is not helping these patients. I feel like they're actually making them worse. And so I took it upon myself and I thought, you know, if this was my grandparent or my parent, my dad coming in here, what would I do for them? And I thought, and I thought, honestly, I would take them off of all the medication and I would start over because this isn't working for you. So it was during that time that I started doing my own research and I was like, you know, back in the olden days, there wasn't this medication. So what did we use? We used you know, herbs, we used food, we used exercise, meditation, we used natural sources. So I kind of went back to that and I started, you know, researching and joining classes and just kind of figuring out what else could I do to help my patients because they really wanted help. They didn't know who to turn to. And quite honestly, they trusted doctors because that's what they were told. You know, we went to school, we were the ones that were supposed to help them. So I started working with my patients, you know, with their diet and their exercise and supplements, and it was making a difference, but there was something that I was missing. And I started looking into hormones and I thought, well, if you think about your body, your body is basically a machine or a vehicle. I always like to describe it as a vehicle to my men. And you think about the gas that you put in, or you think about the oil that you you know, have to put in. You're always changing your oil. Why? Well, because if you don't, your transmission blows up. Your car doesn't run right, right? Now you gotta get a brand new one. Well, unfortunately, you can't get a brand new body. It doesn't exist. So why don't we take care of the oil and the gas and the spark plugs and everything that we need to in this body that we have? So it was during that time that um, I enrolled in A4M. A4M is an anti-aging company or schooling um, that helps doctors basically introduce integrative medicine into their practice using different techniques, techniques like hormone replacement therapy and stem cells and PRP and shockwave therapy, 
just different, different ways of helping patients. So I actually went away to the, to the school and I was gone for a couple weeks. And I remember leaving the practice, um, you know, to go further my schooling. And when I came back, um, the physicians basically sat me down and they said, you can't go that long again. We can't see your patients. I was like, what are you talking about? And they said, I don't think you understand. You know, we're not in the business of helping patients, like healing them. If you heal them, then they never return. That's not what this is about. Someone actually said this to you. Yeah. And I just, I took a step back and I was like, um, that's, that's exactly why I got into this business was to help heal patients. Unfortunately, that for me is what drove me. And, um, I remember going home that day and I was talking to Dustin and I just said, I don't think I can do this anymore. You know, I, I really always wanted to help people. And so if I can't do this, you know, working in family practice, I don't know what, what to do. And he said, well, have you thought about opening up your own practice? You know, you've, you've got the clientele. I was on a three month waiting list. He's like, I'm sure people will come, you know, you, you tell them what you have to offer and they'll be there. And it was so scary, you know, going out on my own because I just, I don't know. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't think that anybody would come see me. So we decided to open up Novus and the first year was a little tough. We struggled a little bit. I remember one day Dustin was listening to a Ben Greenfield podcast and it was talking about shockwave therapy, which, you know, I was doing hormone replacement therapy here at Novus. I was doing weight loss therapy. I was, um, you know, doing all the things that I knew, but I still had these men specifically coming in for erectile dysfunction. And when guys think about erectile dysfunction, obviously, number one, we're talking about what medications are you on? Blood pressure, diabetes, are you controlled? You know, dealing with all that, which I was dealing with. And then they think, oh, well, my testosterone must be low. And, you know, I was doing hormone replacement therapy at that time. So I was addressing that. But it's we were still missing something. There was something we were missing. And I remember these guys were like, hey, can you write me a prescription for Viagra or Cialis or, you know, one of those things. And I thought to myself, I'm just going back to the same story. I'm just going back to the hospital if I do that. Like these, these patients are coming to me hoping that I find how to fix them internally and I'm kind of failing them. So... It was during that time that Dustin listened to that podcast and I remember him calling me and he's like, hey, you have to listen to this. It's about shockwave therapy. Shockwave therapy. Shockwave therapy. So I was listening to the podcast and we ended up flying to Florida, which is where we got our training. And I remember just kind of sitting there and, you know, going through the training and listening to the other doctors talk about it and how it works. And, and I was kind of skeptical, you know, at first, and we brought it back to the clinic. And of course I made Dustin go through the first treatment because we do everything here ourselves before I have patients, you know, do, do the treatment. And, um, and it worked. And so I was convinced I said, okay, let's do this. So we implemented shockwave therapy into the clinic. And before you know it, in less than six months, we were one of the largest shockwave clinics in the United States. It was incredible. Guys were coming in from all over the world. I had men flying in from Australia and Europe, uh, Canada, 
you know, and across to New York. And I, I remember thinking to myself, why are you coming to see me? <laughs> like, can I help you? Right. <laughs> but it's because nobody else was helping them. You know, everybody else wanted to give them a Band-Aid. And there comes a time when people are kind of sick of Band-Aids and they really want to help heal themselves from the inside out. You know, of course, every year I'm going to the anti-aging conference and I'm getting recertified. So during this time, I get my peptide certification and start working with peptides and start learning about PRP and exosome stem cells. And, you know, so over the course of the years, we're starting to implement more and more treatment modalities, not only to help with sexual wellness, um, but to help patients overall. Yeah. And it's through this that, you know, we're starting to see other patients. I'm, I'm starting to get referrals from patients with autoimmune disorders or, you know, joint conditions, joint pains. I'm actually having orthopedic surgeons referring patients to come see me, not only for peptide treatment, but, you know, for uh, exosome PRP treatments. And so it's kind of incredible the way that this whole business kind of took off and, when I take a look back at where it all started and how scared I was yeah. <laughs> in the beginning, you know, it just kind of shows you that you have to get uncomfortable to grow. And that's that's exactly what I did. Right. Now, tell me more about the Phoenix. H how did that start? <laughs> so that's another interesting story. So this is probably a couple years ago. This is back when, you know, we were the largest shockwave clinic, you know, in the matter of time. And I remember me and Dustin were talking about it at dinner time, and he was taking the calls at the time. And he said to me, you know, for every 10 guys that call here, we're only able to help one. You know, we're missing the boat on nine people. And the reason why is because it's too expensive. They couldn't afford it. Or maybe they didn't have the means to leave work and come for treatment. And quite honestly, some of them were embarrassed, like their wives were calling to schedule the appointment. And we were saying to them, if you have to get your wife on the phone to call us, there's no way you're coming in here and getting treatment. So, you know, there was all these factors that were inhibiting these guys from coming in and getting this amazing treatment that actually works, you know, and, and just seeing this transformation. Shockwave therapy. Shockwave therapy, yeah. So Dustin said, how cool would it be if we could invent a home use device? Like think of all the men that we could help if we could do that. And of course, we're not inventors by any means. <laughs> I said, that would be kind of cool, you know? I don't know an inventor. <laughs> so about a month goes by and this gentleman walks in our door by the name of John Hoffman. And Dustin starts telling him, you know, what we do in the clinic and you know, Dustin's always really excited about all his ideas and, you know, new concepts and stuff. And, and so he was sharing with John, you know, what, what he felt was a roadblock. And John said, well, today might be your lucky day. I'm actually an inventor. So John walked out to his car and came back with a book that he had written on how to invent things. And about Two weeks later, John walked back into the clinic with our first prototype, which is what we call Frankenstein. And I think I actually have it here. <laughs> <laughs> so we went through, I think, about 15 different prototypes um, over a course of a year. 
And what we did was we, you know, we ordered what was called a force plate, which we're going to be doing a video on that. And the force plate basically tells us how much energy is emitted with our shockwave device here in the clinic versus the home use shockwave. Because we wanted to make sure that we were giving these guys the exact same energy source. So what we did was we called those nine guys, you know, for, like I said, for every 10 guys that called, only one we could help we started getting on the phone and calling these guys and we said, hey, you know, we're going to do some clinical studies here in the office and we're offering you free treatment. But, you know, we're going through prototypes and we kind of need your help and, you know, we need to know how to make this better and how it could be user friendly. And these guys were ecstatic. They wanted to help. They just, they wanted something. And I was just shocked at the amount of patients who walked through that door ready to help us out. I want to say we had hundreds of men coming through here. And what I noticed is that these guys were starting to see improvement in less than two or three treatments. It was incredible. And I remember looking at Dustin and I was like, I, I, I think we did it. Like, I think this is it. And he's like, ah, I do too. And um, we finally came to market. I think it was maybe a year ago at this point, September, something like that. And it's, it's been incredible the amount of men's lives that we've changed, not only men's, but their wives, their girlfriends, you know, their um, partners. Mm -hmm. We get the phone calls. Yeah. We get the videos. We get these guys walking in here. In fact, we had this guy come in here and he was telling us that, you know, he was on the brink of basically getting separated with his girlfriend because he couldn't perform and, you know, he couldn't come in for treatment because he couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And after using the Phoenix, you know, for a month or whatever it was, yeah. things were getting better and now they were engaged. And oh. he brought her in here and she was thanking us. And so it's just like, it's these stories that it's just the lives that we're changing is incredible and it's all around and everything that we're doing. And, you know, it's not just ED or Peyronie's or sexual performance, but you know, it's patients, it's my women too, you know, they're looking to increase their sex drive or, you know, get off some of their medications, control their diabetes, or just, you know, I get patients in here who they just want to be healthier. You know, they want to prevent from, you know, having to take blood pressure medication or diabetes medication. So it's just, it's incredible what I get to do every single day. And looking back, I'll, I, would never do anything different. Like this is exactly what I love doing. I wake up every morning and I'm happy to be here yeah. every morning. So you invented the Phoenix, or sorry, you helped invent the Phoenix. <laughs> you tested it in Novus um, and now you can get the Phoenix anywhere. Yes. Why should someone come to Novus when they have the Phoenix? That's a very good question. I get that question all the time. Um, what I like to tell my guys is that there is a standard protocol, and I actually created the protocol for the Phoenix specifically. But when you come into the clinic, I don't follow that protocol. We create a customized protocol based on whatever the issue is. So, you know, for instance, I saw a patient yesterday and he has Peyronie's disease. But the Peyronie's, I've been working with him for quite, you know, some time. And the Peyronie's kind of um, is in a different area than what it normally is. 
So for him, you know, specifically, you know, the amount of pulses, the energy, the tips that I'm using, everything's a little different based on what he's feeling and what I did last time and what I think he needs this time. So if that makes any sense to you guys, for each patient that walks through the door, it's not just kind of like you turn the machine on, you walk away and that's it. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like that's kind of what the Phoenix is. And I did that by design because I didn't want these guys, number one, to hurt themselves because obviously there is no medical supervision. They're doing this by themselves. So I had to do or create a protocol that was, you know, safety first. I wanted to make sure these guys ha had safety. And, you know, I wanted to know too, these guys are able to use the Phoenix, you know, every 36 hours. So I had to remember that, that I know guys like to think more is more, more, more is, is better. better. <laughs> and I know that. So that's why I had to create the protocol the way I did. When you're coming into my clinic, I'm the one or my nurse is the one doing the actual treatment. So I'm able to use more pulses, knowing that, you know, if I need to see you in a couple days versus a week, we have that flexibility. I was, I was going to ask, if some guy walks in here and he says, I have problems in the bedroom, help. Yeah. What would you do? Well, first of all, I want to talk to him. I want to know what's going on because what I always tell these guys is there's three reasons why you have problems in the bedroom. One of them is your plumbing. Plumbing is your cardiovascular system. That's blood flow to the penis. I'm sorry to tell you, but as you age, the plumbing goes bad. It just is what it is. And there's nothing you can do about that. Like you can't go to your cardiologist and get a stent placed in your penis. Like it doesn't work that way. You know, they'll put you on cholesterol medication to try to help lower the cholesterol. But again, it's not going in and like rotor-rootering it. So that's what I like about shockwave therapy is that it's actually cleaning out that microplaque but it's also creating new blood vessels. So it's like, here's your chance of getting more blood vessels, new blood vessels, new tissue, like basically a new penis. But then there's a second reason, and that one is chemistry, hormones. You know, I don't know if you guys know this because I feel like every time I talk to them, they don't. <laughs> but women go through menopause at the average age of 52, plus or minus five years, okay? Men start going through what I like to call menopause at the age of 35. Here's the difference. Women go to bed one night, they wake up the next morning and they're in menopause. <laughs> Men just have a slow, gradual decline. So what happens is they start to blame things on things. So they'll say, oh, I just didn't get enough sleep. Oh, I didn't work out. Oh, I'm just stressed at work. Or, oh, I'm just super tired. When really it's their hormones that are starting to decline. And then what happens is their testicles, you have something that's called Leydig cells in your testicles, they begin to atrophy. Usually it happens around 50 to 60. I've seen it younger though. I've had some guys who kind of poop out around 45. So once those atrophy, they stop making testosterone. Just like when our ovaries atrophy, they stop making estrogen. It's no different. It's just two different hormones. So these guys have to remember that. And that's important because testosterone helps increase nitric oxide production, which is a vasodilator. Right. And then of course, there's the third reason, your brain. You guys are in your brain all the time. <laughs> if it fails one time, that's actually gonna create something called post-traumatic stress disorder, believe it or not. And so every time that you're getting ready to go have intercourse again, that 
memory is recalled. And so now you're having this performance anxiety that things aren't going to work. So that's where I'll refer patients to a sex therapist, which we have here at the clinic. So, you know, when these guys come in, it's not simple. It's not like one-stop shop, right? It's what's going on? How old are you? What are your medications? Are you a smoker? How long have you been with your wife? Is this a new girlfriend? So there's all these questions that we have to ask and kind of know what's going on, which is what makes it different than the Phoenix. Yeah. This is how I customize it. What is your favorite moment you've ever had here at Novus? Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many favorite moments, believe it or not. I can give you a couple of them. Give me one. Give <laughs> okay. me one. Well, if we're talking about Shockwave in the Phoenix, yeah. um, what I notice is that these guys walk into the office and I like to call them my Eeyore. They literally look like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Right. And by the third or fourth week, they're no longer Eeyore. They're standing tall, they're laughing, they're joking, they're smiling they have confidence again. You know, they're able to perform again. Like they just, they have life again. So to see that transformation just touches me. It makes me know that, you know, my work is doing something great. <laughs> What's next for Novus? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we are since uh, we're uh, co-inventing things with John Hoffman. We're in the middle of inventing some other very cool um, things, which I'm not really sure I can talk too much about, <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's going to be on the horizon. And then, of course, for me, I really enjoy seeing these patients with autoimmune disorders and patients who really want to get healthy and want to get off their medications. So as much as I love the sexual wellness part of it, I want to treat other people too. And, and I want, I just want people to know that like, you don't have to live your life like this. You know, I know that our bodies are supposed to start deteriorating once we go through this menopause or menopause, but you know, quite honestly, modern medicine is keeping us alive until we're 80, 90, a hundred years old. So technically we're living in these dead bodies for 50 years. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live in a dead body for another 50 years. So why would anybody else? And really, that's why I'm here is I, I want people to enjoy their lives. I love that. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today. And um, yeah, if you guys want to find out more about Stephanie, you can read all about here at the Novus Thank you. <laughs>